Okay, sorry. I won't say all that. <laughs> Hi, this is Katie. And this is Jonathan. And we're taking a break to talk about family, culture, and what we believe God is doing in this world. You're listening to Intermission with the Mother. A very special episode of Intermission where we are doing it Joe Rogan style and providing you with an unedited, raw, real, oh gosh. real time <laughs> session yes. of podcasting because it's good practice for us, but also... Jonathan has tons of work. <laughs> so you guys are getting the raw behind the scenes. Um, yeah. So we can't uncut get, version. Let's not get in any arguments, okay? Deal. <laughs> I want a few. <laughs> okay. So we have been on this journey talking about the end times and just what we believe is transpiring in the world today and how it just parallels so much with scripture um, in the New Testament in Matthew 24 and 25. And today we're, we're set to start Matthew 25. And I'm super excited because this is a powerful little story. It's a powerful parable. Mm-hmm. We're just reading one parable from Jesus. And, uh, yeah. Yes, we are trying to think of the, sorry, I probably should have done this beforehand, but I'm trying to look at the context because I know specifically starting in 25, Jesus is specifically talking to the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Even before we jump into chapter 25, because... The bride in this story. The story is about, just some context, the story is about a Jewish wedding, right? It's about the ten, it's the parable of the ten virgins, but it's supposed to be the ten bridesmaids, basically, right? And so... Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the the way that the, like, the ancient, I guess, practice for Jewish weddings in this way was basically the husband or the the groom would prep in his place at, along with the the food and all of that stuff you remember on the chosen how mary goes and is helping her mm-hmm. best friend like prep the whole thing mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing so they do all that the groom gets ready at the same time the bride is getting ready the bride doesn't know when the groom is coming, just that he's coming. So it's after they've already, I think I read somewhere like the the time span where he could come, where the groom could come for the bride could be as long up to a year. No way. Yeah, because they have the engagement and basically the engagement is its own ceremony. <laughs> and it basically says, you know, this is I'm going to marry this person. That's why, like, Joseph was engaged to Mary 
And there was so much time in between there Mm -hmm. because it was a custom that if something went down in between that time, he would divorce her. He would not marry her. Right. Sort of thing. And that's what happened. That was when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant was during that time after they had become betrothed. So he could come and marry her like she was supposed to be getting ready. He's supposed to be getting ready. Then he goes to get her. And then they're supposed to be coming back. So it was uncertain when he would return back to the house for the marriage feast. Mm -hmm. It was uncertain during that time because a lot of times he would go, the groom would go to pick up the bride, but they would have their own feast there with the bride and Mm -hmm. her family. And so that could take some time. So where we pick it up in chapter 25 is the groom has gone to go and get his bride and he's coming back. Okay. And so that's where we're at for the majority of this story. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. You want to read through it? I don't think that context necessarily parallels with like end times stuff though. It's the fact that the bridegroom is coming. From the timeline, no. It's just the example. Like it is. Yeah. There's not like that's not. I'm not saying all that context to like reference the end times like events or anything like that other than the bible clearly states that the bride is the church and that the groom is jesus Mm -hmm. that's all that i was there's a lot of awesome like other parallels i love learning from you and all your knowledge and so it's not my knowledge i just looked it up on the internet yeah but you you like to look stuff up (laughs) I i don't so oh, just, you just tell me all the things <laughs> and I'll be okay with that. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, this is Matthew 25. Um, we are reading out of the passion translation and we will probably stop at different points to discuss and yeah. Okay. At that, at the time my coming draws near heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to 10 maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Do you want to discuss that? Or you want to keep going? You want me to keep going? No, we can keep on going. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry, I lost my place. Okay. Then suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, Get up! The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. Oh, man. You want me to just finish it? Or Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Um, we can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he called back, go away. 
Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. That is the reason you should always stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Oh my Lord. That's good. Man. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a lot going on in here. I mean, even just some of the footnotes in here in the Passion Translation is, you know, some of the first ones are the bridegroom is Jesus. You know, that's very clear. It notes how the oil within the scripture is a metaphor for the Holy Spirit who brings us revelation of the word of God and the power for ministry. Wow. Um, and then this this note I, I saw and I was particularly interested in. Um, so it talks about, let's see, in verse 6, it says, Then suddenly in the middle of the night they were awakened with a shout, Get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So the word encounter here is 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 different it's not just to have to meet him it's not just to go out and go hey congratulations Mm -hmm. come on let's go it's to have a meeting with him the it also references first thessalonians 4 17 that specifically talks about how we will meet christ in the like how we will meet him in the air basically in the clouds so again it's like just these you know, I mean, they're parables. Jesus used these stories to like illustrate these things. And so, I don't know, it's just super awesome, good stuff. I, man, the, the depth here is just beyond. Um, but I love that metaphor of the oil and the Holy Spirit and all throughout the Bible there, that is there. The Holy Spirit often represents oil. Um, and I just think that pertaining to this, though, I think it's that's huge. Yeah. I think people need the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in their Christian life, in the in their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people are confused by the Holy Spirit, the help of the our helper, our comforter, our guide, our advocate. Um, Everything that he is to us, I think, and he, he, he's the Holy Spirit is the one who provides the, the Christian with power. Right. Um, the Holy Spirit. I mean, that phone, that footnote says specifically for power for ministry. Yeah. And I mean, it, in, in here it's providing power to essentially make the lamps lit. Right. Yeah. And so. To um, keep the light on. To keep the fire burning, yo. <laughs> That's a whole marriage podcast that we have to do. How do you keep that fire burning? <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and so I just think it's such a beautiful picture of life and how we need to constantly invite the Holy Spirit into our day and our life and like walk around with the knowledge of he is with me. He's my helper. He empowers me to do the will of the father. He is our, he is our, our advocate in that, you know, when we pray, he 
he's like the middle person coming into yeah the heavenlies essentially i mean there's so we can do a whole series on the holy spirit but what i'm saying is these days in the in the last days in the end times christians need to be empowered by the holy spirit more than ever i pray a lot holy spirit baptize me with your power i pray i have my kids repeat that prayer um we pray over our kids all the time with you know holy spirit give them wisdom help them to make the right decision lord let them pursue you um all of that comes with the empowerment of the holy spirit so i just want to say like in our day-to-day I mean, my day-to-day is filled with kids and diapers and a baby who enjoys pooping in the bathtub these days. You know, just like the real, the real, you know, nitty gritty of life. Um, And it's not this like beautiful, like, you know, motion picture or something, you know, fairy tale. But, um, just being aware of the Holy Spirit and, and, and inviting him to be a part of all of it is huge. Yeah. I think the other really important thing to note in here is, um, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. It's. I feel like it's it's a personal thing. It's a personal mm-hmm. responsibility to have your portion. Yes. I think we live in a day and age where um, you can get by being a Christian living off of other people's revelation, like in other people's portion. You know what I mean? And it's important here that it's it. I mean, the five wise ones replied, we can't. We don't have enough for all of us. Mm -hmm. You'll have to go and buy some for yourselves. Like the idea that like, I mean, social, social media right now is like a war zone basically. (laughs) And everybody is regurgitating everybody else's thoughts, like to be entirely honest. And I think it's one of those things. I mean, unless you're out there creating content or whatever sort of thing. And so I think it's one of those things that, man, we have to be careful to you're not going to, the the five ones that ran out of oil were not going to make it into the feast, like sharing other other people's, you know what I mean? So you're, mm. you're look, mm. if you're looking for so the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the other person or somebody else's revelation, or you're not going to ride into heaven on the coattails of somebody else, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, I mean, and yeah, it's so easy. I, I, I enjoy sharing. There's a really awesome pastor who's also super prophetic and he he, lately he's been uh releasing just words basically for this season and so i enjoy sharing those types of things i also enjoy sharing other things about controversy but um speaking of like somebody else's revelation um it it'd be really easy to to read his words Pastor Michael Maiden, he's amazing out of Arizona. You should follow him. It's amazing. It's powerful, like reading his words. And I could very well, like, 
read the long paragraph he he posts, share it, and then call it a day. Like I could very well not pray into it. I could very well not find scriptures to back up, you know, anything and just like kind of trust his revelation for my life. And so that is a huge point. And I think that it is, I'm glad we're talking about it because it is so common right now. Mm-hmm. It's so. But it's for everything. It's for everything on every side of everywhere. Like, yes, yeah, you uh, you're only going to get so far in your life. Not even talking about heaven, like even pre heaven, you're only going to get so far in your own life by, you know, stealing other people's stuff basically. And I don't, not to say that, I mean, I do, I mean, I believe in studying and doing your part to like formulate your own opinion in this, that, and the other. And we are a collection of like our own experiences and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I believe all that, but I do think, man, I think we can't be lazy Mm-hmm. And we can't do like one Google search and call it a day or one like read the one thing. I think we have to test everything against the word of God and we have to formulate and we have to pray the prayers, the hard prayers. Like we were talking the other day about praying, you know, Lord, is there anything in me that offends you? Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's it's a scripture. A, that's a prayer. Right. Yep. That's a prayer, though, that demands study and research and it demands time of you it's not a it's not an easy prayer because it requires action you know what i mean it's good so in the same way i think man we got to make sure that we're doing our part of it you know what i mean we need to make sure that we're we have like it talks about the wise bridesmaids having a a reservoir of Mm -hmm. oil to pull from yeah. What what about the bridesmaids who I mean we're coming at we've been coming at it from the perspective of the ones who didn't have enough. But what about the ones who didn't share? How can we speak into that like being confident enough in our walk with the Lord that you know working out our own salvation with fear and trembling and being and f- making sure we have above and beyond more than I guess just to answer my own question and then whatever wisdom you have. But um, we've been talking a lot, just watching everything unfold just from social media to like uh, uh, just everything right now in life. But um, we were telling our daughter the other night about how we don't want to like toe the line, how it's really easy to like, have that lamp like half full but rather I want to make sure I want like I am when I get to heaven I am like oh yeah yeah like above reproach there's nothing in me that I could I want my goal is is that there's nothing in me that that is a problem in heaven one day like Mm -hmm. I forget what she, we were talking about in the context. I remember with her. what we were talking about, but we can't talk about that. Okay. I think <laughs> what we, I think what you're getting at. I mean, we we plan on talking about it at some point, but like essentially, like 
pointing more so to like the Bama seat judgment and like okay. really just doing. I mean, and it gets into it, to be honest, it gets into it in the next parable as far as the, the talents go. Like we're giving, we are given an opportunity in this life, not just to live it, but live it to its fullest. And that doesn't just mean like sucking the marrow out of life, but it also means like, like the scriptures talking about, like making sure that you're the flask of oil is full. And I don't know that that's a, you know, I think that that's a, I think that's a daily thing as simple as it is. I, I, we were talking even about, um, it's a little bit of a side thing, but we were talking the other morning we read about Solomon and making his sacrifices and me telling the kids, like, even if you pray to prayer every day for a thousand times, you made a sacrifice because Solomon sacrificed a thousand. He, he, a thousand, a, burn, a, offerings. A thousand burn offerings. And so I was trying to explain to them like how extravagant of a gift that was. Mm -hmm. And the idea that we need to, that should have our that should be our lives. Yeah, that should be our perspective. We are not like just what skimping. all can we give? Yeah. What all can we give to the Lord as an extravagant offering? And I think it's more than just you know just doing our quote unquote responsibilities. What we're responsible for, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the regular stuff. That should be like like with me and you, with our relationship, I should expect that every morning and every night we're going to say good morning, good night, give kisses and hugs and all of that sort of stuff. That we're going to be kind to each other, that we're going to think of each other, that all of these things are the regular things. And then on top of that, we have the extravagant offerings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just like, I think that that's what this specifically is talking about, though, is fulfilling those responsibilities. Mm -hmm. because for the bridesmaid i mean if you're asked even today in today's age if you're asked to be a bridesmaid you know <laughs> you know that's gonna cost you something mm -hmm. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to dish out the cash for the dress that you'll never wear again you're gonna have to <laughs> like mm -hmm. do all the Pay stuff things, you're gonna have to do parties. it all right yeah and so if you if you're invited to be a part of the wedding and you don't do the what is responsible you know what i mean yeah. you know what you hear you get what i'm getting at basically yeah. like i think there's an element too which you may not the includer in you i don't know um but i think there's an element to this too where the women are like no we can't share go buy your own i think there's an element of like being unapologetic just in what they had what they believed and they weren't willing to change anything or yield or you know yeah just be moved they were they were essentially unshakable in their decision and so i think that it's it's scary these days to to kind of go back to the end times it's scary these days how we are seeing right in front of us people changing scripture or people believing the scriptures they want to believe and leaving out the ones that they don't want to believe. I mean, we know we can name things, situations and things we're seeing to where it's like, wait, that's not in the Bible. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I agree. I think that that's a little bit different though than the thing just based on, I mean, we're called to share the gospel. We're called to share all these things. That's why I was saying, I think it's probably more of a, more of the picture of you can't have my portion. Mm-hmm. You can't, like I said, you can't ride into heaven on my coattails. Like that's not, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like even if I give you everything, like the rest of my oil flask, like that's it. Yep. That's all you're going to have because you don't have anything else. And so it's one of those things where I think it is a personal responsibility thing. I'm, I don't think it's a, is it possible for you to share? Yeah, it would be possible for me to share, but it's not, we're not going to get in Mm -hmm. sort of thing is what they're saying. Where if I shared this with you, we would, none of us would have enough. Yeah. Yeah. In our marriage, we, we can't live on each other's relationships with the Lord. Right. And we can share in it and we can build each other up, but we cannot live. I can't just base my Christian walk with the Lord on Jonathan and vice versa. And we're trying to teach our kids, our daughter's 10, our, our twins are six. And we're trying to teach our children that they need to have their own relationship. I just told one of the twins the other night, I was like, when you, when you pray to, when you pray, you know, when you're, when you pray to the Lord, make sure you pray for us, pray for me and daddy. And so, and he was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, you pray to God, right? You talk to the Lord, right? And he was like, uh, uh, yeah. And so just like <laughs> creating this sense of responsibility, even if you're a parent in your children at a young age, because it, it's the best. Having a relationship with Christ is and the Holy Spirit and, you know, is the best and it's fun and it's awesome. And so, um, Yeah. But just going back to this, I agree with you. It's amazing. What else do we want to talk about in this little parable before we wrap up? Well, we're twenty five minutes in. I was pretty. That was pretty much everything I had. Well, was, I, how about we just kind of say <laughs> the end is so like even when I was reading it, it's like causes this like this like holy fear in me at the end when when the bridegroom says go away do i know you i don't even know you and then there are other scriptures that say you know people will say lord lord but i prophesied in your name i i did all these things in your name and jesus is gonna look at them and say i don't even know you it's true I mean, I think that that, like, again, just direct parallels to the oil thing. Like, not being there, not being ready, not having your portion, not having your responsibility, not having the stuff down that, like, again, like, if we were married and I'm not holding up my end of the deal, you're going to be like, are you even my husband? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, and I think it's just, it's it sounds or feels harsh. But the reality is, if you look at the relationship, who is the abusive one in that relationship? Who is the one that did not hold up their end mm-hmm. of the bargain? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 these are some extreme words. And, you know, it's not, it, 
It is. It's extreme times. These are extreme. Like we need to buck up and see this and dive into truth. And every day his mercies are new. Every day, like fill your, fill up your lamps, fill up, fill up and feast on the the Lord. The Bible says, taste and see that he is good. And, and, um, yeah, fill your spirit up because we think Jesus is coming back very soon. However, the Bible is clear. We don't know the day or the hour. Mm -hmm. And so even if he doesn't come back for the next 20 years, I want to make my every single day ready, like like he's coming back mm -hmm. tomorrow or you know, tonight or whenever I, yeah. Yeah. I and it's like, it. we talked about the lot. I mean, it's like the, like what we talked about the last time, as far as like when you're having a baby and you have the go bag and you have all the stuff ready and you have the room ready and everything's prepped. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're, it's your first, first kid yeah, because it's different. It's different after you realize, you realize what you really need as opposed to all the stuff that you're you're just scared out of your mind so i think it's another scripture where it says be alert for you to you don't know when the bridegroom will return and so or will appear is what it says and so i think we just yeah you got to be alert and i think it's one of those things that man it can be scary i think it can be scary but i do think when when you're a mature christian that's been doing this thing a long time and you're not a hypocrite but you're living this thing out, reading your Bible, spending time with the Lord, praying and seeking God. I mean, this is such an easy time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think um, when you're doing those things, when you're practicing those things. Um, it becomes, it's, it's. It eases that fear. Yeah, like it's it, like less. You're sure. Yeah. You're much more sure. It's and I, relationship. Yeah. It's, it's the beauty of relationship with the Lord is you become, you learn, he is love. He's mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And so as we are in relationship with the Lord, it's like the more I know him, mm -hmm. I want to know him even more. Yeah. And I want to pursue him. I am drawn mm -hmm. in by him. Mm -hmm. And it's this beautiful experience. I mean, if you're, if you're a Christian, you're listening to this, I hope there has been a time in your life where you have been in a beautiful church service, whether it was at a conference or even a worship time in your home with, with, you know, this peaceful, beautiful experience, no matter what it is, there, ha you know, there are times in those services where you're like, I don't want this to ever end. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be in this presence. Mm -hmm. I want to feel this, you know, for the rest of my life. And or whether it's just joy, sometimes we have dance parties and we're, we're, you know, playing fun worship songs or whatever. Or sometimes they're like just awesome slow songs and we're together as a family worshiping and mm -hmm. or dancing, doing crazy, silly stuff. But it's like we are enjoying it so much. Like there is mm -hmm. so there's a fullness of joy in those moments that, you know, is just a tiny little like sliver like the tiniest little sliver of what eternity will be like when he comes to get us and so just 
taking all the fear out. We rebuke fear in Jesus' name. That's what we say. And um, yeah, make it fun. Make it fun. Make the idea of it fun. And I mean, that's what we're we're trying to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite so. scriptures is um, man. Now I'm blinking. I'm gonna have to look at. I up. love when the kids go. What if Jesus comes back right now? Right now? Right now? And it's like, you know, it's amazing. One of the Malachi, who's a frequent guest on this show, on this podcast, he he says and has been saying for like a while. He told me the other day again. He's like, Mom, I just want to be in heaven with the Lord. I don't know oh what what we're doing down here. And he'll just go off. And I'm like, Malachi, stop. You're supposed to be here until yeah. Jesus comes oh back. And, and so just creating this environment and atmosphere that it is, this is the best news ever. Mm-hmm. And when you focus your mind on those types of things, you can't, fear has no place. And even just mm-hmm. broader, like everything going on in the world and like, do you send your kids to school? Do you not send your kids to school? Do you go to church? Do you go to the store? You know, all the questions um, when you focus your mind on and, and your spirit with the truth of the word of God and start confessing and believing scripture and living it out there, fear can't fear and truth can't coincide. And so one, one will either, one will bow their knee. And, and if you're putting fear first place, truth won't bow its knee to fear, but the fear then becomes the idol, basically, the false god. But mm-hmm. anyway, do you have the scripture we can end with? Yeah. So one of my favorite scriptures, it's Proverbs 25, 2. It is God's privilege to conceal things and it is the king's privilege to discover them. Like, and so just the idea that like our everyday, our seeking the Lord, our try, like, the reality is most of the time we're looking for answers, mm-hmm. whether it's like you said, school, whether it's like a job, whether it's like my health yeah. or my future. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, this is Solomon saying this, right? And and we were reading about Solomon earlier and, and, um, and when God asked him, what do you want? And his reply was, he wanted answers. His reply was, he's a young king. He's going, how do I lead your people? Mm -hmm. That's what I need. Out of everything that, out of everything Solomon could have asked for from the Lord, like he says it in the scripture, you could ask me for wealth or to defeat all your enemies, or you could ask me for all of this. But the reality is, I think God, I think God is honored and I think God takes joy and us seeking him out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think not just in this, like, I'm talking about, like, really digging in there. And, like, it's, I mean, just like it says, like, discovering, discovering in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, um, I don't know. It's just, it is, I, I want it to be my pleasure to discover those. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I want it to be my privilege yes. to seek that out. Yes. Just so. like whoever you love, the person you love. Like I love when my husband is pursuing me. Mm-hmm. 
Just like I hope you love me pursuing you. I do. <laughs> um, even just with our kids too. I love when they're when they're asking questions and doing what they're supposed to do. It's like we want to bless them. God wired us like that. It's mm-hmm. nothing foreign. So um, anyway, um, this was kind of, I don't know, it, it was a little end timey, but it was also just practical in the day to day. Like while we yeah. are here, we we have to keep our lamps full to overflowing. Mm-hmm. My the Psalm 23, my cup overflows. Mm-hmm. And so that is it's a it's I want to say that's your challenge, but it's not a challenge. It's 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 a good thing. It's your privilege. It's our privilege. It's our honor. But it starts with getting in the word. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. We want we want to know what God's will is for our life. It's in the Bible. Not riding on the coattails of a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we're going to finish now. We're going to end this <laughs> unedited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Version yes. of intermission. Yeah, thanks for listening in. Thanks for giving this grace to last week as we did a little pass, <laughs> took a little vacation. Uh, that never happened. That never happened. Uh, <laughs> That's a story for another time, though. But yeah, so um, thanks again for tuning in. And um, if you have any questions or you want to hit us up um, or anything like that, yeah, you can find us online. You can find us at themendos.com or you can reach out to us. You can slide into the DMs on Instagram at themendos. Thanks so much. And well, have an amazing week people (laughs) jonathan mendoza i love you i love you too all right everybody bye Bye bye-bye